Okay, well, by now you're all aware that uh, Donald Trump's fundraising has skyrocketed in the wake of his indictment by the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, that ill-advised indictment. And so the inevitable is happening. He is going inexorably towards the GOP nomination. But you don't need me to tell you that or report it here. So many other people are speaking about it in so many other uh, media outlets. I'd like to devote a show to it perhaps next week, but um, for the time being, we have something more pressing. But I do wish to address this Donald Trump indictment a little further, especially now that a man that I absolutely abhor and cannot stand, a pompous ass by the name of Mark Pomerantz, has now been too smart by half getting himself in the hopper by writing a book in an attempt to intimidate the prosecutors to bring charges against Trump in the absence of sufficiently convincing evidence, and now has been exposed to a congressional subpoena which a judge has just ruled he has to comply with. Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, Please subscribe to the show, and you can do so in one of several easy ways. You can either go to the iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, and simply search out the Jamie Dury Show podcast, or you can download the free Podbean app, which is our hosting service, and search out the show that way, and subscribe that way if you prefer to use something other than your native podcast aggregator app. Either way you subscribe, you will be able to leave comments, reviews, we Definitely need more of both, so please give us a five-star review. We try to do an admirable job here, providing you information and perspective you don't get in most other places, given the current state of our media. So please support us so that we can support you. So before we get to the burning topic of the day, just one little thing I wanted to speak about. A publication known as the Epoch Times, which covers things that most other mainstream media outlets won't cover. And that's not to say they cover it because it isn't true. They cover it because it is true and other people are not covering it. Well, they're reporting in this article here written by Tom Ozemek that an ex-CIA official now is coming out and saying that the Biden campaign was behind the letter framing or calling the Hunter Biden laptop story Russian disinformation. They knew it was true all along. They did it in order to affect an election. And before we get on to that, <clears throat> I'd just like to mention one point which was made by Senator Ted Cruz this week with respect to the Trump indictment. He said they're alleging that he is guilty because he mislabeled payoff money as legal fees. And Ted Cruz was quick to point out that Hillary Clinton did that very thing when she paid Christopher Steele to write a fictional story about Donald Trump urinating on a bed with prostitutes in Russia, and she did it from campaign funds. So if Donald Trump is guilty, so was Hillary Clinton. So people say no one's above the law. There are plenty of people above the law. Hillary Clinton among them, Nancy Pelosi, we can go on and on. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. But at least Hunter Biden may not be for long. This former deputy director of the CIA by the name of Michael Morell was one of the was the man who made these revelations. He was among 51 signatories of an open letter that said the New York Post's October 2020 report dismissing the explosive contents of a laptop 
purportedly belonging to Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, was false. They are basically stating that this story, dismissing it as Russian disinformation, was in fact disinformation itself, and it was prompted by the Biden campaign through their connections. Uh, but don't forget, at the time, Joe Biden was the sitting vice president. He had the ear of the president. He had access to all of the executive branches of the federal government. So they were able to keep this lie afloat until after the election. And now we all know that it was not Russian disinformation, that Hunter Biden in a drunken stupor or a crackhead stupor dropped his laptop laptop off to be repaired, didn't bother to pick it up. It became public property. The man looked into it, found all this information and uh, brought it to the attention of the public. And it was suppressed for the purpose of changing the outcome of the 2020 election. There was a lot of hanky-panky going on in the 2020 election that goes beyond the simple miscounting of of votes or harvesting of votes or computer-generated vote switching. There was a lot of money spent illegally, a lot of suppression of evidence that people now said they would have made a different choice had they known. Um, And uh, it's now finally coming to the fore, which we hope will affect Mr. Biden's chances in the 2024 election. We also know that um, Hunter Biden and his attorneys are now meeting with Department of Justice officials. How much will actually come of that, given that uh, the Justice Department is run by Merrick Garland, who was handpicked by Joe Biden to run it? We don't know, but we hope to soon find out. But right now, on to a more pressing matter. You know, the mainstream media, the left, uh, makes a big thing in this country of white supremacy. I don't know that we have any white supremacy in this country, the type that they're talking about, people doing all manner of violence. These mass shootings certainly don't seem to be the work of white supremacists. Now, how do we know that? Because I don't think there are many white supremacists, uh, supremacists rather, who identify as trans or binary. Yet, the following shooters, the Colorado Spring shooter, identified as non-binary. The Denver shooter, identified as trans. The Aberdeen shooter, identified as trans. And lastly, but most recently, the Nashville shooter identified as trans. So it doesn't seem to me that these children, these soft targets, the general public are in danger of mass shootings at the hands of white supremacists. We're at risk of shooting at the hands of trans people, most of whom have a mental disorder, more on which uh, in due course. And uh, despite all you hear about violence against trans people, it seems these trans people are more than capable of mass violence on a grand scale, judging from the number of them that have been implicated in these mass shootings. And yet this this facet of these mass shootings is largely ignored by the mainstream media. They don't talk about it. They may mention the perpetrator by name, but they don't mention this ideology, this this transphobia, this trans identity that they have. But it is nevertheless a fact, and it is a very, very big fact, and one that we're going to explore. 
Now, the reason why I decided to cover this today was because since yesterday, a very, very interesting video made its way onto TikTok, a TikTok user by the name of Tara. Now, unfortunately, the only thing feminine about Tara is probably this self-identifying name, Tara. Tara is a man. He's a biological male. Now, why was this video so unreal? Because in this video, Tara warns the viewers that if he is challenged about using a female restroom, he will become a dangerous animal. It was a threatening warning to anyone who disagrees with a biological man using a woman's restroom. Well, I disagree with that. I disagree with a biological man using a woman's restroom. You want to try and visit some of your violence on me, you mentally incapacitated fool? But rather than me continue to expand on this without proper perspective, let me give you a short clip which has over 1 million views, I believe, on TikTok and 3.3 million views on Twitter. Charlie Kirk posted this. I want you to listen from the horse's mouth, from Tara's own mouth, what she has to say to the rest of us. Listen. If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. So if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up. Plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun, learn how to use it efficiently, through and through, because the time to act is now you need to protect yourself and you need to protect your fellow transgender brothers and sisters and days and thems you need to protect the rest of us in the lgb community as i'm going to do myself because there are lots of people like me who are not afraid to die i love my girlfriends to death but i would rather die for them to secure their safety freedom and future than to live and not have anything done. So you go ahead. You protect your kids. If you back a wild animal into a corner... It's repeating now because it's in a loop. But that's it. That's her words or his words or its words appropriately. This mental lunatic who should be institutionalized is making a threat. Now, when somebody tells you it'll be the last mistake you ever make... Unless you suddenly become a perfect individual and live a life free of mistakes, the only way that becomes true is he's planning to do violence to the point of killing people with his gun. And he's not afraid to die. So if he wants to stop by my place, maybe we can help him along the way. But um, no, seriously, folks, these people are sick. They have a disease. They have a body dysmorphic disorder. And that was pointed out by the eminent scholar who the left has tried to demonize, 
Dr. Paul McHugh, who was the head of psychiatry in John Hopkins University uh, for, I think, over 20 years. John Hopkins University, as I've reported before, was the first institution in this country to perform gender reassignment surgery, back then known as sex change operations. And he said, and continues to say, that they no longer perform it. And one of the reasons why they no longer perform it is that it does not do anything. That people are no more satisfied after the surgery than people who opted for therapy. Now, he's authored six books and at least 125 peer-reviewed medical articles. And his big article that I refer to was published in none other than that fly-by-night publication, The Wall Street Journal, where he explained, and I'm quoting from an article online here, that transgender surgery is not the solution for people who suffer a disorder of assumption, the notion that their maleness or femaleness is different than what nature assigned to them biologically. He also showed a study showing that the suicide rate among transgendered people who had gender reassignment surgery is 20 times higher than the suicide rate among non-transgender people. And here's a more shocking and chilling fact. Dr. McHugh also noted that studies from the respected Vanderbilt University and London's Portman Clinic of children who had expressed transgender feelings, but for whom over time, 70 to 80% spontaneously lost those feelings. Now, why do I quote that? Because we have people here. We have people uh, trying to advocate for children, children to change their gender, children that are maybe not even in in puberty yet or just in the budding stages of it, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, some cases younger. My son is a very, very bright boy. He has no identity crisis whatsoever. We go to a restaurant, and he has trouble deciding what he's going to order sometimes because he doesn't want me to spend too much money or whatever. And I tell him, order whatever you want. Well, I don't know. I don't know. And we're going to allow kids of this age to make a decision which is irreversible, giving them puberty-stifling drugs, when the very, very greater likelihood is that 70 or 80% of them will spontaneously lose these feelings. This is insane. We as parents, as responsible adults, both as parents and as uh, caregivers in the medical community, have an obligation to shepherd these people through these crises and not allow these irreversible decisions to be made in young people's lives at such a young, tender age when they're not even at the age of consent yet. This is just insanity. And now we know that these people suffer primarily from a mental disorder. Quote, this intensely felt sense of being transgendered constitutes a mental disorder in two respects. The first is that the idea of sex misalignment is simply mistaken. It does not correspond with physical reality. The second is that it can lead to grim psychological outcomes. The transgendered person's disorder, according to Dr. McHugh, is in the person's assumption that they are different than the physical reality of their body, their maleness or their femaleness, as assigned by nature. It is a disorder similar, and this is the way I like the way he explains this because it puts it in terms that people can understand, lay people. It is a disorder similar 
to a dangerously thin person suffering anorexia who looks in the mirror and thinks they are overweight. Now, they can think they're overweight all they want. It doesn't change the fact that they're anorexic and in danger of dying. This assumption that one's gender is only in the mind, regardless of anatomical reality, has led some transgendered people to push for social acceptance and affirmation of their own subjective personal truth. As a result, some states, not surprising which ones, California, New Jersey, Massachusetts, pass laws barring psychiatrists, even with parental permission, from striving to restore natural gender feelings to a transgender minor. Now, I know, before we go any further, there are people out there and say, well, no, <coughs> you're wrong. They, 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 they should uh, try and help these kids uh, fulfill their transgender uh, truths. They shouldn't listen to the parents to fix their children. It's like when people brought their homosexual child to doctors years ago and say, fix my son or girl, make him normal. Well, I dare to say that there is a pronounced difference from someone who knows exactly what they are. A gay man knows he's a man. He doesn't have a a delusion about that or any illusion. He's a man. A gay woman is a woman. She knows she's a woman. She doesn't have any illusion or any identity crisis over that. They just have a preference for people in a sexual way of the same sex as themselves. That is a preference. A preference. No different than some people who prefer chicken and some people who prefer steak. But it is a preference. It is not a crisis of identity. Now, people in the transgender community, they're suffering from a body dysmorphic disorder. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what they think their pronouns are, what they think they feel like, or how they wish to identify. At the end of the day, they are what they have been biologically determined to be. A man is a man. We know he's a man because he has an XY chromosome. That cannot change because someone has an illusion or delusion in the mind that tells them they're a woman. They can think they're a woman all they want. If they get a DNA test, they do not suddenly have two uh, X chromosomes. They're XY chromosome. They're incapable of having a child. They don't have a uterus. They don't have the internal reproductive system. They have a penis. They have testicles. That's it. And as Dr. McHugh in his article, correctly pointed out, it is beyond the capability of current medical science to turn a man into a woman or a woman into a man. All these surgeries get you is either an extremely feminized man or a very masculinized woman, but they do not produce one from the other. It cannot do. That's why I read in the article... This assumption that one's gender is only in the mind, regardless of anatomical reality, has led some transgendered people to push for social acceptance and affirmation of their own subjective truth. And that's really what it is. It is a subjective truth. I saw a few days ago someone who was having this discussion with a transgender person on TV saying, well, how would you like it if I had my own adjectives? 
I mean, you want to be entitled to have your own pronouns. Why can't I have my own adjectives? I want to believe that I am handsome and brilliant. Now, I could be as ugly as sin and as poor as a pauper, but I believe that I'm handsome and brilliant. So whenever you refer to me, you better refer to me as handsome and brilliant. Now, that's ridiculous, but it's no more ridiculous than a man with a beard and a penis and a big beer gut saying that he feels like a woman and I should call him her or she. No, I don't have to call you her or she. If you want to believe that and delude yourself into believing it, so be it. But I don't have to tell you. But now we've reached the point where we have these transgenders engaging in violence. And one has to wonder now, is this simply coincidence that these four or five mass shootings have all been committed by people who are identifying as either binary or transgender? Or is it part of a movement where they're going out there to try and weaponize this phenomenon in an attempt to disrupt the social fabric that we have here in this country. Because you heard what that lunatic Tara said. Everyone has to arm up. They have to get a gun, and they have to know how to use it. So they're willing to go out and commit violence, and he, I'm going to call him he because I'm not respecting his pronoun, he wants to feel that it's his right that if some husband or parent doesn't want him, a man, going to, into a woman's bathroom with their child, that he has the right now to use violence and kill that person. So this person is advocating violence in a preemptive manner. He's telling people to do it. That is, that is inciting violence. That was a crime in New York State. Now, I don't know where this man is based, but he should be prosecuted. For putting that on social media, he should be prosecuted. There's no question about it. That's a crime. In fact, in New York State, the statute, I believe, is called criminal anarchy. When you're advocating violence on that scale, it's criminal anarchy. And he's not advocating self-defense. Let's be clear about this. This is a sickness. I could understand if he was saying, well, we transgenders aren't being accepted and we're being um, victimized and I'm encouraging all transgenders to learn how to use a gun so that if they're attacked because of their sexual orientation or their perceived gender, we can defend ourselves. I still think They suffer from a mental disease, but I would never say anyone was wrong for advocating self-defense. But when you're talking about someone who's advocating uh, committing violence, not on people who are perpetrating violence on them, but on people who are trying to protect their children from a perversion, to protect their wives and their loved ones from a perversion, that they're now going to be authorized to take justice into their own hands and visit deadly physical force upon these people? I think not. This is criminal action, and it needs to be dealt with. And I'd really like to know what the response is from the left on this. They're the ones who want to bring 
these mentally defective people into their fold in the Democratic Party. They're the ones that are all about this drag queen story time and the pronouns and all this other insanity. But they're also the ones that can't stand the Second Amendment or the right to bear arms. So I'd like to know how they square up on this issue with transgenders who now wish to avail themselves of the Second Amendment. In fact, I'd like to know where these transgenders were a few years ago when they were in the process of becoming transgenders. Were they towing the standard Democratic line? Because I'll, I'll venture to say there aren't many transgendered conservatives or Republicans out there. I would say the vast majority of them count themselves in the Democratic camp, or maybe even worse, the socialist or communist camp. And what do they think when, is going to happen if the country ultimately does become socialist or communist? The first people that are going to go in a communist country are the people that the communists feel are freaks. They'll be the ones that go into the gulag and get sequestered and not allowed to be seen in the light of day. Make no mistake about that. Now, as common sense, logically thinking adults, we have to ask ourselves, how long are we going to allow this insanity to go on? How long are we going to allow leftists in charge of governments in these blue states Tell parents, no, you cannot interfere if your eight-year-old son or eight-year-old daughter wants to be transgendered, you're going to have to take them to a doctor, and the doctor is going to help them in this transition, and you can't say a bloody thing. All you have to do is pay for it. You can't exercise any parental control. You can't say, doctor, please give my son, my daughter some therapy. Try and work with them. We already know, thanks to Dr. Paul McHugh and others, that most of these things self-resolve, that people lose these feelings after a period of time. These kids are growing up. They're going through all types of emotional changes. Hormones are running rampant. They're not in a position to make these life-changing and irreversible decisions by taking these drugs or going for surgery. We have to take a stand. And now it's gotten to the point where we have lunatics like this Tara person here, this guy named Tara, who thinks it's reasonable to call for the use of violence over the issue of, of what bathroom he's allowed to use. Quote, again, for those of you who didn't hear it the first time, this is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up, plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun, Learn how to use it efficiently through and through, because the time to act is now. You need to protect yourself, and you need to protect your fellow transgender brothers and sisters, and theys and thems. You need to protect the rest of us in the LGB community, as I am going to do myself. So this guy's not only telling you to do this, he's planning on doing it himself. So in, in short order... We can expect there's going to be a confrontation, and we're going to see this man again, and it's not going to be on somebody's Twitter feed. It's going to be in an orange jumpsuit 
after he shoots someone because the person didn't want him in the bathroom with his wife or daughter. And he thinks he's perfectly justified in doing this. This is a mental disease, and we're not doing one, anyone any favors by indulging them in this. We're really not. Now, as of a few years ago, when these bathroom issues became an issue, I think, in North Carolina, and the NBA wanted a boycott because they didn't have these laws, the transgender population was estimated to be about 300,000 in this country. In a country of 330 million, are you trying to tell me that 329,700,000 people have to change the way we live to satisfy 300,000 people, 299,000 of which have a mental disorder? I don't think so. And now this number is growing. Now they're saying it's in the millions. Is it because transgenderism has been suppressed, or is it because people are buying into this nonsense and think it's now fashionable to be transgender? Because we unquestionably have people taking advantage of this. We have male athletes, mediocre male athletes, who've been getting the crap kicked out of them in their chosen sport because they can't compete with men. They suddenly decide, I'm a woman! And they go and they shatter women's records, and all of a sudden they're supposed to be heroes. And then they actually speak in inclusive language. Oh, you don't know what we women have gone through. You didn't go through a bloody thing because you're not a woman. And what about the young girl who's worked a whole life and trained and sacrificed to be the best female athlete she can be, and now she's kicked to the curb, and all of her efforts are in vain because someone is stacking the deck? And it even goes beyond athletics. We have these, these uh, mentally damaged people committing sexual crimes against women. And then when it comes time to go to prison, they say they identify as women. So where do they want to be housed? In a woman's prison. Now, isn't that a novel thing? Let's take a sexual predator who rapes women and let's house him in a woman's prison. And we've had cases where these people have gone to women's prisons. And lo and behold, we've got several pregnant women inmates. Is this the way of things? Is this the way of things? We have a fight, as I've said many times in the past, for the very cultural soul of this country. We have leftists that are trying to destroy it by any means necessary. They start these fringe movements and then they control them. Communists, leftists, are driving these transgender movements. Communists, leftists, drive Antifa. Communists, leftists, are driving Black Lives Matter. They take causes on the surface that may seem fair and equitable and maybe commonsensical, although they're not, especially this transgender issue, and then they take it over. They undermine it. They manipulate it. They use it. Anything to disrupt the status quo, to make us weaker. Do you think they have transgender rights in communist China? They're building a world power over there to take over this entire planet. Do you think they worry about transgender rights in Russia? And please don't tell me, well, don't compare us to Russia and China. Why not? That's what you want. You want to be a communist country, you people on the left. You want to be a socialist country. Why shouldn't I compare you to that? But the rest of us are quite happy with the way we are. And I think 
that the states, the red states, need to start passing laws that maybe we should outlaw the Democratic Party. You want to be a Democrat? You want to ruin a state? Stay where you are and continue to ruin the state you've already ruined. Don't vote for high taxes and other oppressive things and suddenly wake up one morning and decide we can't afford to live here anymore and then move to a beautiful state like Florida or Texas and then vote for the same type of idiocy you voted in the place that you just left and laid waste to. We don't want you. We don't need you. So now I'm giving a call to action, but not a call to action of violence, a call to action of all people who hold the philosophies that our founding fathers held when they envisioned this great country, a country that was one that afforded more freedom and opportunity to people than any other country that's ever existed in the history of the planet Earth, that we band together, vote in mass, vote in such volume that no amount of monkeying around with an election can change the result. And there is only one man that's going to be willing to stand up to all of this. As I've said many times, there are good men out there. Ron DeSantis is a good man. He's not a bad man. He's done a good job as governor in Florida. But he's not going to be able to hold up to the pressure the way Donald Trump has. In fact, anyone other than Donald Trump, and all you're going to get is a slowing down of the decline. You're not going to get a reversal. The only one who's going to take heads, kick butt, and try and bring us back to where we were is Donald Trump. And I think a lot of people agree with me. Otherwise, his numbers wouldn't be going up the way they are. He now holds a 35-point lead in a recent poll over the nearest competitor, which is Ron DeSantis. Now, it's still early, but his numbers just continue to go up, especially after this ill-advised indictment on the part of Alvin Bragg. But we'll have more on that next week. But for the time being, it's time for you to man up and woman up and parent up to fight for the rights not only of yourself, but of your children and the future of this country. For The Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury.